Turkey hunting is one of my favorite things. And one of the key tools I use for turkey hunting is the Onyx Hunt Map. I use it incessantly when I'm hunting turkeys. Being able to find a new piece of public or gaining permission on private opens up opportunities for gobblers. Onyx Hunt has a special offer for you this spring. Use the code MEATEATER to receive 20% off your membership at onxmaps.com hunt. You'll find more birds this season. I'm telling you, I rely on Onyx Hunt when I'm hunting turkeys. It is an invaluable turkey hunting tool. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without your essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. Man, I was just in Hawaii and I had my Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie with me. And here's the deal. We're in and out of the water all the time, getting in to go spearfishing, getting out, taking the kids to the beach. I'm not going to mess around all day putting sunscreen on and having to get washed off. I just run a hoodie. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Sport Dog is the most recognized brand in the hunting dog training industry. The Sport Dog promise to consumers is simple. Gear the way you'd design it. Every product Sport Dog builds is meticulously designed and rigorously tested in the field, ensuring it withstands the toughest conditions you and your dog may encounter. I've used that Sport Dog collar in different temperatures. It just doesn't stop working. Get 20% off your first purchase using code MEATEATER. So go to www.sportdog.com slash MEATEATER to learn more. It's a Meat Eater Podcast Welcome to Meat Eater Trivia, the only game show where conservation always wins I'm your host, Spencer Newarth, and today we're joined by Steve, Yanni, Brody, Randall, Corinne, Seth, Chester, and Mark This is normally a 10-round quiz show with questions from Meat Eater's four verticals Which are hunting, fishing, conservation, and cooking but today's game will be a bit different because this is our 100th episode. Yeah. Woo. Thank you. Steve, when we started this and did our first round of trivia way back in 2021, did you think this concept had 100 episodes in it? Oh, definitely. You did? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember, but the first day we walked in, we were going to Did I say something this. otherwise the first day? Uh, no, oh. you, were, you were incredibly optimistic, like intimidatingly so. Um, you're like, now, what is this thing we're doing today? And I was like, well, we're going to like play trivia with you guys. And, uh, you know, I'm the hosting, you guys have the provide the answers and stuff and, uh, explained it a bit to you. You're like, give me an example question. So I gave you an example question. You're like, we should make a board game about this. Oh, so you were way too optimistic, uh, based on one question I gave you. And now we've made a board game and here we are on episode 100. Now, for today's episode, we're not playing trivia. Instead, we'll be playing a game that I'm referring to as the meat pole, like (laughs) P-O-L-L instead of P-O-L-E. This is a test of how much you know about your fellow hunters and anglers. I surveyed 250 outdoorsmen who are meat eater employees and meat eater listeners. They were asked questions about personal experiences and personal preferences. Your job is to predict their answers. Here's how the game works. There will be one round per player. That means for today's game, there will be eight normal rounds with one bonus round at the mm. end. 
Each player will take a turn as the guesser. When it's your turn to be the guesser, you'll answer a question that's related to my polling data. All answers will be in the form of percentages. Then, after the guesser has provided their number, our other players will predict if the real answer is higher or lower. The guesser will receive points based on how close they are to the real answer, and the other players will receive points based on if they are correctly if they correctly choose higher or lower. I know this sounds complicated yeah, it because does. it's I was gonna new. say maybe do that little thing you did. We will. We okay. have two practice rounds. <laughs> I know this sounds complicated because it's new. It's really not though. I promise you'll catch <laughs> on right away. Uh, the hardest part of the game is actually scorekeeping, which Phil is doing for you. And for our players at home, you can check out the description of this podcast episode for how scorekeeping works. You'll find all the information you need there. Now, before we mm. play. We're going to do two test runs to make sure everyone is comfortable with this concept. These do not count. These are simply practice rounds. Okay? Now, for the first practice round, Yanni will be the guesser. That means Giannis will provide the answer, and after he's done so, everyone else will predict if the real answer is higher or lower than Giannis's answer. So Yanni is the guesser for this question. Here's your question, Yanni. What percentage of Americans think the moon landing was faked? So now you'll think out loud here. But it's not one percentage of Americans because you, one percent of survey those surveys. But I'm giving you an example of okay. some real like Pew research. This oh, so was this not, isn't from this your. This was not part. No, this was this is specifically to Americans. Yanni, uh, think out loud. Talk us through your answer. How you're going to arrive at your number, and then you'll write down your number for the whole room to see. So your question is: What percentage of Americans think the moon landing was faked? Um, I know it's a thing. I've, I've heard of it but I still think that it's a very small number. Uh-huh. So small that it might not even be a whole percent. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I've got, I know what I'm writing down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Yanni, go ahead. Go ahead and write down your number for what but you based, think. Based on that, I'm going to go with three. Do we need a decimal? No, just just uh, 3%. 3%. So we now know Yanni's number is 3%. He will have written it on his whiteboard. Everyone else in the room, the other seven players, will say if they think the real answer is higher or lower than 3%. What if everyone were to answer 50%? Um, well, and, but, and but, but, but you'll find, you'll find, that, this episode, you'll find that the questions aren't necessarily uh, meant know, to just, split an I'm audience. I'm going to dominate right? this. I'm predicting Steve, that I'm going to dominate okay. this. Game. Steve knows his fellow hunters and anglers well. So higher or lower, go ahead and reveal your answer. We have Chester saying lower than 3%. Brody saying higher. Crinny can't higher. do arrows. <laughs> Randall saying higher. Seth saying higher. Corinne saying higher. Steve saying higher. The correct answer is 11%. Uh, so nearly everybody correctly predicted which direction the real answer would be. As far as Yanni's part of this game, he said 3%. He was eight points off of the correct answer. That would be worth... Seven points in how this scoring works. <laughs> the scoring, if you, if you nail it, if you nail Pardon it me? right on the nose. So say the answer is 50 and you say 50. Uh, that's 15 points that you get. If you're one off, that's 14. If you're two off, that's oh. 13. Three off, that's 12. Uh. This goes all the way to 10. If you were 10 off of the correct answer, that's worth five points. For everybody else who, predict, who uh, correctly said higher, you get five points. Good luck, Phil. What if you're like... <laughs> I'm already Wee. sucking at yeah. this too. Then you then you don't get points. Okay. If you're more than ten off, if you're eleven off of the real answer, that's worth mm. zero. 
Hmm. Yeah, isn't it within ten? Isn't it weird that we haven't been back to the moon though in like fifty years? I was just Has anyone <laughs> ever <laughs> that number? And every time about how hard it is. Yeah. Because you have like a couple there, folks think the moon well, landing was it's fake. Because there's there's some atmosphere. There's a lot of questions. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna do a second practice round. A lot of people. I'm not are saying I don't questions. Uh, we're doing a second a practice round. It's okay, Mark. It's okay. Steve will be the guesser on this one. That means Steve will provide an answer, and after he's done so, everyone else will say if the real answer is higher or lower. Oh, I'm up. You're. This is a second practice round, okay? We're not to the real game yet. Again, and this is not my polling. This is like Pew Research. Here you go, Steve. What percentage of American adults have TikTok? This is as of 2024. What's an adult? Uh, someone over 18? 18? Yeah. Sure. What, you what seem like you're not sure about that. Well, I don't think they would have some uh, weirder definition. What percentage of Americans over 18 have TikTok? <laughs> if you'd like to word it that way, I think we'll arrive at the same outcome. What percentage of American adults have TikTok? Would you like to talk us through how you were arriving at your answer? Or are you no. just going to play quiet? Okay. Steve, go ahead and reveal your answer. He is saying... 20%. So now everyone else say higher or lower than 20%. Steve is the guesser, so he came up with the number. Our other seven players are writing down if they think the real answer is higher or lower than 20. I'm assuming ready? we should hide our boards when we're doing that. Yeah, sure. When we're playing the influence. real game, go ahead and hide your boards. Uh, now go ahead and show your answers. We have Chester saying higher. Brody saying higher. Mark saying higher. Randall saying lower. Seth saying higher. Corinne saying higher. Yanni saying higher. The correct answer is 54%. Steve was 34% off. People need to get a You you must be wrong about what an adult is. How many people in this room have TikTok? It's illegal in Montana, isn't it? Phil, no, they never got don't that have TikTok through they need film? to. Okay. Uh, Two people. So this room is, is That's lower. not true. 54% of adults. I think that's adults Dude, between 18 and uh, 34. 18 and, 18 and 19? Uh-huh. <laughs> well, those are still... Okay. Good thing is it doesn't count Clay because Newcomb, that was just a practice Clay Newcomb round. has a TikTok. He's very yeah. good at TikTok. Yeah. Right. And I don't think the TikTok. folks who work in media are necessarily a direct reflection of a, <laughs> a lot of the American public. Okay, uh, now before we get started, let's talk a bit of strategy. As a reminder, this data is based on my survey of 250 meat eater employees and listeners. That broke down to about 50 meat eater employees and 200 listeners, if that helps inform your answers at all. Uh, These were not just some yahoos I grabbed outside of a Sears in Kenosha. Uh, Now next, your best (laughs) opportunity to score points is by doing a great job when you're the guesser. You can earn up to 15 points as the guesser, while everyone else can only earn 5 points by correctly answering higher or lower. So your one opportunity as the guesser is very important. Your other best chance at scoring a lot of points is in the bonus round at the end. I'll explain those rules when we get to it. Also, if you're playing along at home and want to see how you stack up against the room, then randomly pick a number between 1 and 8. That number will be when it's your turn to be the guesser. For every other round, just base your higher or lower answers off of the guesser on the podcast for keeping score. Again, check out the description of this podcast episode so you know what everything is worth. And just like with every other episode of Meat Eater Trivia, there's $500 on the line. Our winner will get to choose where the conservation donation goes. What do you got, Brody? That's what I was going to ask. I was going to ask if you're doing something special for $500. Uh, the, the special part, which Steve didn't care for, uh, explain, Steve, why you don't think this is a good concept for Well, he's doing 100. the, he's commemorating the 100th episode mm-hmm. by doing something different. 
And I said, if you were, if you hit your 50th wedding anniversary, uh-huh. you wouldn't go on a date with another lady. And if you went to the 100th anniversary of the Big Mac uh-huh. burger celebration, uh, it wouldn't be like, uh, and we're serving quarter pounders. <laughs> Uh, that's you that's good. Yeah, I follow yeah. you. Uh, my my, I, yeah, I, could, I could go on. Sure, my rebuttal would be: I'm I'm so I'm so confident in this concept that this will become more I'm, a regular part. You're not confident. Well, no, he didn't like the TikTok question. Okay, he didn't like. No, the TikTok wasn't that? Question. I think it's too complicated for people. No, it's very simple. Oh. Very very simple. I promise. Everybody, people ready? like things like. It's, it's too You're not, Play no. the drop, <laughs> Phil. Oh, geez. oh, here we go. <laughs> Look, I'm. Need to know what I, I thought we'd have a fresh drop. Yeah. How's it's disappointing. <laughs> it's time to change everything. <laughs> Game on, suckers! We're going to go clockwise around the room. We'll start to my left here. Up first is Chester. He will be the guesser on question one. Chester the guesser. Chester yeah, the guesser. Here you go, Chester. Hey, that's, that's it. The question you'll be answering... <laughs> Is what percentage of anglers would rather fly fish than ice fish? Chester, that is wow. the number you need to come up with. Now, when I did my polling <laughs> in data. In all of the U.S. No, 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 no. no this is based on my 250 people I polled. <laughs> and, and if a question says for anglers, I identified, I said, only if you identify as an angler. So if Phil, if Phil took this survey yeah, and it. he didn't say, you know, he doesn't think he's a fisherman, he wouldn't answer this question. So yeah, Chester, yeah. it's what percentage of anglers would rather fly fish than ice fish. Hmm. I'm writing down higher. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I don't even know what he said. Chester, walk us through how you're going to arrive at your answer. Uh, one more time. These, these folks that you polled were in our organization? Okay, 250 people. 50 of them were meat eater employees. 200 gotcha. of them were meat eater listeners. Gotcha. All right. What percentage of anglers would rather fly fish than ice fish? When in doubt, aim right for the middle. <laughs> uh, I think since there is, I'm going to say more people would rather ice fish. Okay. Um, because they're meat eater listeners. If it were the office, if it were the office, I would definitely say people might rather fly fish because it's very attainable to us. I would throw in that we're in the northern tier. We are in the northern tier. Mm-hmm. What in the middle of ice fishing season? In the middle what of ice fishing season. Of anglers would so they could have just got burned on the ice, ice or they could have just had a hot. Don't, day. Be, wow. don't be blinded by We've your own biases. A, we've had a terrible ice season, Chester. So maybe which can people... make people nostalgic. Yeah. Uh-huh. You, and they might say or... what Steve recently <laughs> said, which is, "I quit ice fishing." <laughs> <laughs> I am going to say. 20% of people would rather fly fish than ice fish. 20%. Everyone else needs to predict if the real answer is higher or lower than 20%. Here's the question one last time. What percentage of anglers would rather fly fish than ice fish? Is everybody ready? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Brody saying higher. Mark saying higher. Randall saying higher. The entire room said higher. The entire room is right. The correct answer was 61%. Holy cow. 41% off from the right answer. 
A 2011 U.S. Fish and Wildlife study found that about 2 million people ice fish each year compared to 5 million people who fly fish. So those numbers aren't too off of my polling when it came to fly fishing versus ice fishing preference. Hmm. What do you got, Randall? I think if we do this again, we should have like two paddles. Instead of riding <laughs> okay. higher or lower, I think it'd be way more fun. Yeah, because like, yeah. yeah. it wouldn't be that. You wouldn't need that many paddles. <laughs> right, the, right. The, the, you the, ping uh, pong. You yeah, have the red, yeah, yeah. And the red and the green side. Yeah. Just flip them around. Well, and but the then, next time you do this, you know what you should have done. You really missed an opportunity. Okay, what do we got? <laughs> well, the once every seven year survey, U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service mm-hmm. survey came out. I would have done this whole show based off of that brand new survey data. We're, we're just doing the polling data for this from our 250 people. Okay. But you also you also don't like when there's any uh, potential for someone Squishiness. outside of a, a Sears in Kenosha answering these questions. I don't think it was in Sears in Kenosha because all of them would have said ice fishing. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>, uh, <laughs> oh, <whoops. Rock> <laughs> we're on to question two. That might be the line of the year. <laughs> This will be for Brody. Brody, what percentage? <laughs> Just like I can tell you where you didn't do that. Seriously, <laughs> Kenosha. Kenosha. Brody is now the guesser. Brody, what percentage of outdoorsmen would rather get attacked by an alligator than a mountain lion? Huh. What percentage of outdoorsmen would rather get attacked by an alligator than a mountain lion? That's a good question. Now the right U.S. There, Fish and Wildlife Service study I'm, did I'm not address. Show. They did not address this specific data. Steve. No, it would have been like you spent how much <laughs> on a reel? Brody, talk us through what you're thinking. Mm. There's not not much to it. I just think uh, less people would rather get attacked by an alligator than more. Okay, what percentage of outdoorsmen would rather get attacked by an alligator than a mountain lion? Well, here's the deal. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Back when I got attacked attacked by by a mountain lion, you're probably not going to get that bad killed. Okay. (laughs) The gator. (laughs) Gator, you're in trouble. Okay. And then all them infection sets in. Uh Uh-huh. I might even make my answer a little lower. I'm talking (laughs) to it now. All right. He's going to death roll you. Yeah, you're you're getting a limb ripped (laughs) off. And he's going to bury sure. under a, lo- a log, a rotten log. Mm-hmm. I don't know if people are considering all this, though. <laughs> they, were, they were simply asked, would you rather be I mean, attacked by an alligator or a mountain lion? Crawdads right. picking at your the question. Okay, I'm ready. flesh. Brody, go ahead and reveal your answer. We have Brody saying what? 25%. <laughs> the other seven people in the room now will write down if they think the real oh, answer is higher or man. lower than oh. 25%. So yeah, what percentage of outdoorsmen? Would rather get attacked by an alligator than a mountain this lion. This means that 25% would prefer an alligator, 75 a mountain No, I don't think that's what you wrote. That's correct. Yeah. That's what he's saying. Hold on, he's saying 25% would prefer a gator. Yes, that's yeah, what the question yeah. asked. What percentage of outdoorsmen would rather get attacked by an alligator than a mountain oh. lion? Brody saying. What if I feel like he's kind of got it right on the money there? You got to pick either way, just and that's try, why it's just right dead nuts. It's it's very important <laughs> for you. Flat, to, I'm gonna make a flat line. It's very important for you to do a good job as the guesser because you can really throw off the rest of the room. If you say you're right on, yeah, you can split the vote. Who knows the rest if I've done a good job? Right? I know. Oh, I know. I'm, I'm just I'm explaining. You know what? Why? Here's where Brody messed up. Okay. <laughs> I he's can't wait to hear about, this. Well, you're not thinking about how they're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Is everybody ready? <laughs> Classic beginner's mistake. Go ahead and reveal your answers. Again, they're deciding it's higher, lower than 25%. We have Chester saying higher. Mark saying higher. Randall saying higher. Seth saying lower. Corinne and Yanni and Steve all saying higher. The correct answer is 31%. Ha. He was only six percentage points away. Jeez. Everyone else in the room correctly said higher except for Seth. Uh, now, for being six off, Brody, you got nine points. Well done. Nicely done. According to the Florida Museum, there's Sorry. a 4.3 fatality rate when it comes to gator attacks. And according to a 2011 study from the USGS, there's a 14.5% fatality rate when it comes to cougar attacks. Despite this hit data... Me, hit me that again. 4.3% fatality rate for gators. 14.5% hmm. fatality rate when it comes to cougars. Hmm. Now, despite this data, my polling showed that people would strongly prefer to be attacked by a mountain lion. What do you think of that, Steve? Yeah, because I would get him by the upper and lower jaw. <laughs> and just... <laughs> Which one? The gator? No, lion. Okay. We're and up then, to Mark. Then I'd give him Obviously. A, I, I, I'd <laughs> give him a, you're not going to do that to a gator. I feel like people <laughs> survive <laughs> gator attacks because the gator just like bites your arm, does the twisty sure. thing, and swims away. With or, your arm. With you your could arm. do it with a gator. <laughs> Gators might just be gator. more careless and haphazard in their well, attacks. I think that they, they're kind of like they, they start attacking you, and I've seen footage of it. It looks like they forgot that they're attacking you. But a gator... Yeah. <laughs> also, they'll just look off in another direction. That's the thing. I, yeah. I would rather be killed by a mountain lion gators because have of the very, humiliation uh, of being killed by a lower life form. They have very poor opening. <laughs> they, don't, they can't open with a lot of food. It's yeah, hard. it'd be hard to oh. probably be killed by like a five-foot gator or something like that. Those aren't going to be lethal, I don't think. We, we're, uh, me and Corinne are on to a podcast guest. Who, he's written two books investigating black bear attacks. And he's into sumo wrestling. Okay. What are you going to talk to him about? Does he sumo wrestle bears? The minute I saw sumo, I was was in. But the bear thing is the main thing we'll talk about, but I'm going to touch on sumos. So 31% of outdoorsmen said they'd rather be attacked by a gator than a mountain lion. We're on to question three. Would you rather be attacked by a sumo wrestler or a bear? (laughs) (laughs) We're on to question three. This is for Mark Kenyon. Mark, what percentage of outdoorsmen have fallen out of a boat? (laughs) <laughs> well, that includes me. Um, okay, so it's the meat eater audience and our crew. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that do a lot of stuff in the water. Yep. So I'm going to say it's a pretty high percentage. I'm going to put it down higher. Yeah. What percentage of outdoorsmen <laughs> have fallen out of a boat? Okay. Mm, this one's going to be hard. Mark's shirt really brings two shirt ideas Together, yeah. brings together two very popular it's shirt ideas. It's a shacket. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes you'd be like, "I'm just gonna wear a flannel." And how do you? Half of the other, the other half of days, I'm like, "I'm gonna wear my hoodie." How do you know that 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 little white uh, V in there isn't connected to that shirt no, too? Like three shirts all in one. That'd it's, be incredible. It's like the Bozeman yeah. uniform uh, that yeah. Mark has combined. He's like flannel hoodie. How about my flannel hoodie? Yeah, man. There's this thing called decision <laughs> fatigue where you just have like too many decisions to make throughout the day, and then you get bad. So I'm just going to stick with yeah. the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Get, 60, get five, five of those. 60%. Mark says 60%. The other seven players will now decide if the real answer is higher or lower than 60%. Is the t-shirt built in? It is not. No, it's not built in. What? That's a good idea, Yanni. <laughs> what percentage of outdoorsmen have it's fallen actually, It's actually like a, a cravat. Boat. You just tuck it. It's a separate <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like a, a dicky. <laughs> Chester, do you have an answer? Business idea. 
just waiting yeah. on Chester. Yeah. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Chester saying lower than 60%. Brody saying higher. Randall saying higher. Seth saying lower. Corinne saying higher. Yanni saying higher. Steve saying higher. The correct answer was 46%. Oh, he was 14% these guys, these guys off. I think we had Seth and Chester correctly predicted that it would be lower there. You ain't living if you're not falling out of a boat. Yeah, I'm surprised by that. You ain't drinking either. Who in this room has fallen out of a boat? Everyone but Corinne. Okay. Oh, everybody. Everybody. Well, are you counting when your boat, like a canoe flips? That's like, does the boat need to stay upright? No, I think any kind of yeah, you fall like out a of a flip boat that's falling out of a boat. Sure. Oh yeah, here's a video I, think that I took. People and... might have been confused when you asked me that question. He, yeah. The question was, have you fallen out <laughs> of a boat? I think it's pretty straightforward. <laughs> no, because I can picture comical... they're picturing falling out of a boat, which remains upright. Okay, Steve is telling the 250 of you who took this poll that you are wrong. Not do him. paddle boards count? Here's a video I took in 2014 when I worked for the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. We were setting gill nets for paddlefish and. South Dakota's White River when the boat hit shore and threw the other biologist into the water. Play the clip, Phil. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I was the one who did not fall out of the boat there. Nicely done. That's some turbid water, too. Swift water rescue. Yeah, you had your camera ready. You didn't say anything. You were just waiting for it. Yeah, not even a chuckle. (laughs) You just saw the chuckle there. Uh, It was kind of serious for a second. Uh, A little chuckle. We we saved it. That was a treat. Thank you, Spencer. That was question three. I did not not survey him. (laughs) We're on to question four. This is for Randall. Randall. What percentage of hunters said they'd rather kill a Boone and Crockett elk than a Boone and Crockett whitetail? Ooh. Ooh. This game's starting to catch. This yeah, is a tough start, one. I'm getting into this game. <laughs> <laughs> this was mm. also not in the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. No, I get, it, no I get it. No, okay. I get it. No, I get it. I get it. All right. What percentage of hunters <laughs> said they'd rather kill a Boone and Crockett elk than a Boone and Crockett whitetail? Walk us Boy, through I'm... your thinking here, Randall. I mean, I don't know that sort of the average person who doesn't live in the West envisions a Boone and Crockett elk versus a, just a big bull. Whitetails are very popular. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're they have so, a lot of cachet. They're so measured. Yeah. Remember yeah, talking about, earlier a, about moose? Mm-hmm. Like this guy's been hunting moose 20 years. You tell them what your moose score, they wouldn't know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. The trick is the elk are so aspirational. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah. This isn't. Uh, this is. Would you? What would you rather kill? So, right. what percentage of hunters said they'd rather kill a Boone and Crockett elk than a Boone and Crockett whitetail? And again, the question was for hunters. If Phil took this survey and he doesn't identify mm. as a hunter, then he didn't answer this question. I mean, we mm. already know that more would rather kill the elk. Well, I mean, you don't know if Randall knows that. Well, the question. That. Well, they could be the percentages no, are not reflected say that. because the last question, remember, we had 31 the gator question. Let's say, oh, geez, <laughs> Randall, what percentage of hunters said they'd rather kill a Boone and Crockett elk than a Boone and Crockett whitetail? We're gonna say 47 percent, Spencer. 47 percent would rather kill a Boone and Crockett elk than a Boone and Crockett, Boone and Crockett whitetail. Our other seven players are now writing down if they think the real answer is higher or lower 
than 47%. Yanni thinking real hard. I think those, they just want to kill an elk. Mm hmm. But they want to kill a big one. Like, there's kill. certain things like with pronghorn. Very few people. That's kind yeah. of what I think. Yeah. You know, run around and when you talk with someone's like, they're going to tell you, they're going to tell you what they're going to be like. I got a six, that you, like I got a seventeen inch. You be like, holy cow, it's yeah. big, and that's probably as far as they'll ever take it. Yep, that's probably as far as they'll ever measure it. Is but, everybody ready? People are going to be like, I want to get a six point bull or something. Yeah. But what if like you getting a Boone and Crockett whitetail means that you're better than to yourself, better than all the people who've hunted whitetail, and that's what because more people hunt whitetail. Oh, right? I got you. So if that, especially, I mean, is it, go you could also think of it. Are they being offered a trip to kill a uh, Boone and Crockett it was, elk? Would you would have put kill, that in there. Yeah, the question yeah, is, I mean, would you like, rather kill a Boone and Crockett elk or a Boone and Crockett elk? Right. Yeah. Go ahead and reveal your <laughs> yeah. answers. We have Chester saying higher. Brody saying lower. Mark saying lower. Seth saying lower. Corinne saying higher. Yana saying lower. Steve saying lower. The correct answer is 72%. What? Uh, oh, you know why? Because they just want to go elk hunt. Yeah, that's what I was. Really? That's what I was thinking. With uh, but the I feel trip like, I feel like, like everyone, if you had an opportunity to. Everyone in this room would probably say elk, I assume. No. No. Whitetail all day. Okay, so yeah. two, two of you well, said Well, here's the deal. They're saying, like, they're saying that would then mean that I got to go on a really good elk hunt. Sure. Right. Well, the the Boone and Crockett thinking, part might not matter. It's all part of the thinking of it. Is would you rather kill? You're making elk? that no, mistake. Like, a big elk is a big elk. You're making that mistake you mentioned earlier. That was, that was I'm back to not liking the game. I've been told that that was my best chance at scoring a lot of points <laughs> in this game. There are 18,000 uh, whitetails in the Boone and Crockett record book compared to 3,000 elk. That 3,000 figure is counting American elk, Thule elk, and Roosevelt elk. Hit me that again. 18 and 3? 18 and 3. Phil, we're halfway through this game. Give us a scoreboard update. These numbers are going to sound a little funny. Yeah, let's see. I mean, it's pretty close. We've got, let's see, Steve, Giannis, Seth, Randall, and Mark all have 10 points. And then coming up next, we've got Brody with 14, and tied in first place are Chester and Corinne with 15 points. What? Wow. I love this style of game. <laughs> Whole new type of winner. We're at the question five. Corinne <laughs> <laughs> hasn't even gone yet. <laughs> I know, but like, Corinne usually gets her teeth kicked in at trivia, man. <laughs> but she knows what's in people's hearts, man. 50-year-old <laughs> white guys, beware. <laughs> Spring is a great time to do something with your family. Do some spring cleaning, which I kind of started today outside, planning outdoor activities, which I'm always doing, taking a little trip to Hawaii with your kids for spring break, which I just did, which was great. You know what else you can do for your family this spring? You can shop for life insurance with Policy Genius. Make that part of your financial planning for the year. I've said it before a thousand times, I'll say it again. When my wife and I, when we started having kids, we got serious about life insurance, and man, I felt so much better after we did. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just 292 bucks per year for a million dollars of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Even if you already have a life insurance policy through work, it may not offer enough protection for your family's needs, and it may not follow you if you leave your job. So save time and money 
and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. The single most valuable tool I have for chasing turkeys next to my scatter gun is the Onyx Hunt app. If I'm hunting turkeys, I'm using Onyx. If I'm not hunting turkeys, I'm using Onyx. I'm always using Onyx. I live by that stuff. I can't tell you the number of birds this app has put me on by allowing me to easily find new areas to hunt. It's invaluable. I use it all the time. Even properties I know super well. And I'm at my buddy Bubbly Doug's house. I'm using Onyx, and I've hunted this place a million times. With their compass mode, I can pinpoint exactly on the map where a gobble rang out from and then figure out the perfect spot to set up. Meaning, if I'm sitting there, let's say I'm at Bubbly Doug's, I'm in the navel, and I hear, pow, I'll like instinctively pull up Bubbly Doug's place on Onyx, and I'll look at the topography, and I'll be like, oh, that sucker must be over in that little opening over there. Waypoints also, and the ability to share them, okay, comes in handy every spring. Whether that's revisiting old waypoints where I've been on birds before or sharing them, to buddies to help put them on birds. This app will help you find more turkeys. Onyx Hunt has a special offer for you, too. Use code MEATEATER to receive 20% off your membership at onxmaps.com slash hunt this turkey season. Man, I'm just coming back uh, not too long ago from youth turkey season in Wisconsin. Now, last year at youth turkey season, it rained and snowed the whole time. This year at youth turkey season... It was in the 70s and even up to 80. So me and my kids are pouring it to it. And after a while, I realized I didn't drink anything all day, and they haven't drank anything all day. Well, that's why it's important to get hydrated and have something you're going to like to help you, encourage you to get hydrated. doesn't matter. Outdoor events, turkey hunting, playing sports, beach days, mountain adventures. Summer requires extraordinary hydration that's built for everyday dehydrating moments. With three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. Tear, pour, live more. One stick plus 16 ounces of water hydrates better than water alone. I'll say that again. Hydrates better than water alone. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and you use code meat eater at checkout that's 20 percent off your first order when you shop better hydration today using promo code meat eater at liquidiv.com question five this is for seth seth what percentage of anglers have hooked someone else while fishing (laughs) (laughs) oh man what percentage of anglers have hooked someone else while fishing. Again, this question was only for anglers. Yeah. I was, can I tell a quick story? Mm-hmm. I was fishing steelhead one time at the 6th Street Dam in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And uh, I, we, you kind of wade out on these rocks and sort of like whoever can, whoever gets there earliest and wades out farthest is the winner. Because mm-hmm. there's this big trough in the middle and all the fish pass up this trough. So I'm out there, and then if someone else is out there, you just get as close as you could possibly feel comfortable getting so that you can fish that, right? But I was out on the perch, and there was a guy doing just what I would have done to him, which is get as close as you can possibly get. And at one point, he says, hey, what's your name, buddy? And I said, Steve. He goes, well, Steve, I think I snagged your waders. (laughs) (laughs) Have any one of you been hooked? 
Yeah. yeah. Multiple yeah. times. Man, this is tough because if, you, if you're well, talking about anglers myself. that have spent yeah. <laughs> like a lifetime of fishing, uh-huh. like, yeah, probably everyone's done it. But if you're talking to people who have just done it, a, like fished a couple times. 250 yeah, meat eater employees. Yeah, people have fished like twice a year. Ky- you, a year. Kylie Archer snagged me in the cheek when I'd been working here for <laughs> one month. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. Maybe Did I should change her? my answer then. Seth, what is your answer? Ah, man. Can I change? No, I'll stick with it. Okay. What'd you got? I have 41%. Seth says 41%. Our other seven players will now decide if the real answer is higher or lower than 41%. I don't know. Is everybody ready? Everyone but Mark was quick to answer. Seems like this room has a good track record of hooking other folks. Is everybody I mean, it, ready? There's probably people that have hooked others' clothing, but not. Like That's what I'm wondering. Flesh. Same thing. No. I was wondering. I snagged uh, a little girl from right top of the head one time. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and reveal oh, your answer. Like if you oh, said, identify the top of that person's head. Yeah, <laughs> exact top. That's where I got her. Mm. <laughs> not off to the left. Not off to the right. <laughs> Go ahead, uh. reveal your answers. We have Chester saying higher mm. than forty-one percent. Brody saying higher. Mark saying higher. Randall saying higher. Corinne saying higher. Yanni saying lower. Steve saying lower. Mm. That would have been in 1999 in uh, Rocky Creek. Not far from here. The correct answer <laughs> is 49%. Oh, did I get it? Uh, you Seth. did not you get it. Higher was the correct answer. Seth was eight off of the correct answer, which means he That's gets very seven good. points. Ooh, well done. Very good. Right, Seth. Good job, Seth. Thanks. I would have been really close had I done the uh, whitetail bull elk answer for this question. <laughs> Pat Durkin interviewed. I'm not sure that helps, Reynold. <laughs> Pat Durkin interviewed a Wisconsin doctor who removed hundreds of fish hooks from anglers in his career. He told Dirk that musky anglers are the most humble victims, but that most fishermen are very embarrassed. Here's a quote from that doctor. Experienced guys are humiliated. They tell us over and over how they've been fishing for years and how they've never had this happen before, and it's seldom their fault. They usually blame their buddy, the wind, or a rogue wave. (laughs) (laughs) To read Pat's full story, go to TheMeatEater.com and check out his article called Human Catch and Release, Tales and Tips for Unhooking Anglers. See that scar right there? Yes. That's from a hook. From yourself or someone else? got myself. Hmm. Taught you a lesson. No. I got my thumb right there once too—a one-op musky hook. They, they had. There's two in there, and they made that big slit to get them back out. And my friend, it happened in my friend's house when I was a little kid, and, and his ma looked at it and she said, "You better go show your ma that." <laughs> she didn't want to deal with it. <laughs> We're on to question six. This is for Corinne. Corinne will be the guesser. What percentage of outdoorsmen said they'd rather win a fifty thousand dollar boat than a fifty thousand dollar pickup? <laughs> Talking about a great boat or a used truck? <laughs> well, it's like this, though, man. You already got a truck. Exactly. Yeah. You guys are helping out Corinne. And, and it's like, if you go to your spouse and say, hey, I'm going to buy a really expensive boat, $50,000 boat, you get, that, that's, not, you, that's like, you're gonna get, a lot of people are going to get shot down. But how many but people... But you already got a truck. But how many people want 
maybe a better truck instead of a boat because they don't want a boat. But the way, way trucks are now. The pricing, yeah. <clears throat> you're going to wind up with a boat that would otherwise give you a real pain in the ass to get your That's hands true. on. That's true. We're in inflation times. I don't so. know why I'm telling you this. Yeah, she could, yeah. she could probably put the game away here with a real solid guess. Yeah. What percentage of outdoorsmen said they'd rather win a $50,000 boat than a fifty thousand dollar pickup. Be maybe maybe they're trying to trick you, Corinne, since they know you're in the lead. How many outdoorsmen are afraid of the water? Yeah, they could have been afraid of the water. This is our audience. And like maybe a truck is just more useful, so they'd rather See, have another yeah. truck. How practical yeah, is that? I'm not doing well today, but I can tell you what. <laughs> Listen, I, she's in the lead. You need to pipe it down. I know I should be listening to her. <laughs> Corinne <laughs> Would this question, like if you don't identify as an angler, do this people was for still outdoorsmen? Okay. For outdoorsmen. So Corinne, what percentage of outdoorsmen said they'd rather win a fifty thousand dollar boat than a fifty thousand dollar pickup? If you change it to five hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> you have your answer, Corinne. Or Go 5, ahead and reveal your answer. We have Corinne saying thirty-three percent. So everyone else now identify if the real answer is higher or lower than thirty-three <clears> percent. <throat> is everybody ready? I mean, yeah. all pickups cost 50 grand or more these days, right? What percentage of outdoorsmen said they'd rather win a $50,000 yeah. boat? A new pickup. Than a $50,000 pickup. Even just like a. Even yeah. like a Tacoma is close to that. Yeah. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Chester saying higher than 20. Or what, higher what, all what did you say? 30, higher 30, than 30. 30. 33. Everybody says higher. Everybody's wrong. The correct answer was 27%. <laughs> Corinne. Corinne. Corinne was Dang. only six off, which means she is awarded wow. nine points. Wow. She knows her turn she can't be as she the knows answer. what's in people's hearts. Wow. From now on, when I gotta find out what, what people think about stuff, I was gonna ask yeah. Corinne. There you go. Inside I'd be like, what's everybody want for dinner tonight, Corinne? She'd be like, pasta. <laughs> Damn it, I was gonna make taco. What will people think of this tattoo, but Corinne? <laughs> A 2021 article from Action Water Sports said that new boats have a 30% depreciation in value at the five-year mark. And a 2021 article from Motor Trend said that new pickups are the exact same with a 30% depreciation in value at the five-year mark. So either one of those choices would be worth $35,000 by the year 2029. We're on to question seven. This is for Yanni. Yanni, what percentage of hunters... Have inherited a gun. Mm. What percentage of hunters have inherited a gun? What are you thinking here, Yanni? How many guns have you inherited in your days? That that would include inheriting one from a friend, or does it have to be like passed down? You don't mean a like a hand me down, like probably like inherited. The question, yeah. the question for the two for the two hundred fifty pulled was, have you inherited a gun? That implies yes no. death to me in my boat. I don't think I don't so. Know. I think it would be if your if your father Maybe. passed a gun on from your late grandfather. So there could be a live to live transferal. As I think you guys can guy all have your chain. own definition of inheritance. <laughs> well, then you'd be like, did you inherit it from your grandfather or get it from your father? <laughs> yeah. No, I think that'd be inheriting from your grandfather. Oh, it's, a, it's a family no, inheritance. No, wouldn't. Listen. no, but I, I feel like that's how I would explain it to if somebody. If my grandpa gave me something, he dies, okay? Uh -huh. My grandpa dies, my grandma says, he always wanted you to have this gold coin. Mm -hmm. Then I give it to Randall. Mm -hmm. 
Would he say that he inherited it? Yeah, but that's not the well, example that I was guess, being used. Yeah. He was, would say he got it. It was grandfather to father to child. I'm simply child. pointing out the distinction between a grandfather handing on a gun and then the, the middleman sort of giving it up <laughs> before he leaves the earth versus your dad going out and buying a gun that doesn't shoot for shit and then giving it to you two years later. My boy has possession of his great-grandfather's 1903 Springfield. I think... Did he inherit that? I don't know. Because the his uncle, is that right? His uncle handed it to him, and he was not close to death. I would say he inherited, a very he healthy inherited uncle, that gun. Very healthy uncle. No underlying condition. Hands him the gun. Says, you'd appreciate this, and hands it to him. Did he inherit it? Yes. So the question was, what percentage so. of hunters have inherited gun? Yanni says 20% for his answer. So our other seven players need to say if the real answer is higher or lower than 20%. What percentage of hunters have inherited a gun? Is everybody ready? I suck at this game. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be oh, kind of embarrassing sorry. if, if I, you... No, leave that there. That's fine. <laughs> be kind of embarrassing if you were to happen to declare yourself being great at this game, too, right beforehand. We have Chester saying higher than 20%. Brody saying higher. Mark saying higher. Randall saying lower. Seth saying higher. Corinne saying higher. Steve saying lower. The correct answer is 72%. Oh, my God. <laughs> Anyone who said Whoa. higher is correct. 72% of hunters not. have inherited a gun. Yeah. How many people in here have inherited a gun? Not by my depth. Yeah, okay. Several. Yeah, it's, actually. It's the, yeah, the four. About 72%. The polling is, is I legit right inherited on. mine, man. <laughs> Was in the will? No, like they died and we took it. <laughs> Very legit. I'm not sure that's inheritance either. A 2017 study. They weren't there to stop us. <laughs> a 2017 study from the Pew Research Center found that 30% of American adults own a gun. Of the 70% who don't own a gun, slightly more than half said they could see themselves owning a gun in the future. Phil, we have one question left. Give us a this. leaderboard update. Uh, yeah, I'm doing, great, I'm doing some quick math here. Give me a sec. That's, well, a, great, said, that's a great line of questioning. Yeah. Could you see yourself in the future <laughs> blank? Yeah. 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 Why not? All right. Here yeah, we have you ever had a triple long John donut? <laughs> <laughs> you ever flown a plane? No, but I could see myself having one in the future. <laughs> Tied up in last place are Stephen Rinella and Giannis Putellis with 10 points. <laughs> uh, next, we've got Randall with 15. Ah. Seth with it's like inverse. <laughs> it's, been, uh, it's inverse to trivia expertise. Seth has twenty-two. Brody has twenty-four. Chet has twenty-five. And did I did I do Mark yet? Mm-mm. Mark's got twenty. Sorry, Scott, you've got twenty, Mark. And in first place by I don't know, pretty wide margin is Corinne with thirty-four points. Hell yeah, Corinne. <laughs> We got question eight and then the bonus round. Question eight is for Steve. Steve, what percentage of outdoorsmen think Bigfoot is real? (laughs) Steve, if you had to go around this room and look at folks, what what would you say? How many people in here do you think believe in Bigfoot? Zero. 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 Okay. We can find out the answer after. 
For now, though, you need to figure out what these 250 people said. What percentage of outdoorsmen think Bigfoot is real? I Steve. You, but you know where a Bigfoot nest is. <laughs> <laughs> smelled it. <laughs> no, my body smelled it. Steve came up with his answer. He says 9%. 9% of outdoorsmen change it. think Bigfoot no. is real. He's very eager to come up with that answer. Now I'm gonna he doesn't make it like eight. it. <laughs> it's it. one of those questions where it's like, how many think Bigfoot's real, or are they ask, answering the question, how many think it's funny to respond in yeah. a survey? I know the irony because <laughs> people ironically like Bigfoot. Yeah. Okay. I got an eight down. Steve not a nine. says eight. <laughs> if you put a gun so, to their head, you other seven. Do you think the real answer is higher or lower than eight percent? It's really, how much credit you want to give these outdoorsmen you know, for being? Is everybody around. ready? No. Yeah. Could you picture in the future thinking he's real? <laughs> <laughs> Higher or lower than 8%. Oh, Dagan Rez, go no, ahead. There's and no way I can earn 24 go points on this question. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Chester saying lower than 8%. Brody saying higher, Mark saying lower, Randall saying lower, Seth saying lower, Corinne saying higher, Yanni saying lower. The correct answer is 19 percent i think we had brody and corinne and five steve, steve just steve, lost five points steve by took changing himself his answer out of the running for having <laughs> five really? points. he did you were 11 off instead of 10. Wow. that's the cutoff i would have just got some points you would have gotten five points there uh, but that's he insisted so crazy. Oh, that, many that is wild are yeah i don't know who you're polling yeah i just told uh, you many a times who i was polling your <laughs> listeners and your colleagues how many percent of meat eater employees can i see the, yeah can i yeah. Can you make a little pull out about who, <laughs> yeah, who are here? these people specifically a 2020 study from <laughs> civic science found that 11 percent of americans oh, believe HR, in bigfoot yeah. which means that outdoorsmen <laughs> are more likely than the average American to believe in Sasquatch. That civic science poll also found a correlation between household income and believing in Bigfoot. They learned <laughs> that the less money you make, the more likely you are to think Bigfoot is real. No. Their data showed that 43% of adults who make less than $50,000 per year think Bigfoot is real, and 15% of adults who make more than $100,000 a year think Bigfoot is real. The less money you make, the more likely you are to believe in Bigfoot. Who in here believes in Bigfoot? Boy, if I was broke, I'd change the way I think. In a hurry. <laughs> People would be like, that's the I'd problem. I'd be second-guessing myself. <laughs> I'm tell you what, I found out what it is. All my instincts. It's not, it's not my job. Phil, give us one last scoreboard update before we do the bonus round. Yeah, Giannis and Steve still have 10 points. <laughs> and then we've got Randall with 15, Mark with 20, Chet with 25, Brody with 29. Oh, sorry, Seth's got 27. Mm. And then Corinne, 39 points now. Wow, Corinne. The <laughs> bonus round beat? is worth of a lot of points, though, so this could all change. Oh, Here's how the bonus <laughs> question works. I asked 250 outdoorsmen for them to rank these animals. From best tasting to worst tasting, you need to place them in the correct order. For every one of these you get right, you'll receive five points. That means this final round is worth a max of 25 points. So here you go. Rank these in order of what outdoorsmen said is the best tasting animal to the worst tasting animal. Feral hog, whitetail, squirrel, black bear, wild turkey. Sorry, best to worst? <clears throat> best to worst. This is what our 250 people said. So your best tasting animal will be number one. The fifth best tasting animal will be number five. Five choices are feral hog, whitetail, 
squirrel, black bear, and wild turkey. For each one of these you correctly place in the right spot, you'll be awarded five points. Oh, Seth, I screwed up. You don't have 27. You have 22. I to clarify. Thanks, Phil. Yeah, you're welcome. Appreciate that. Spencer, I wrote my top two really big, Mm -hmm. and so... The rest are abbreviated, and they <laughs> okay. kind of go in a triangular <laughs> okay. shape. Just You'd hate to know. erase and, and waste any ink. Mm-mm. No, I wrote uh, I wrote the names, and I just had the numbers next to the names. I didn't rearrange them. Is okay. that right? Yeah, that's, we'll figure it out. Unless I can steal Corinne's points in this round, I don't think there's Well, much you can hope. get 25, so anybody who is within 25 of Corinne or 24. What uh, do you got, Corinne? Because Corinne could potentially get all five wrong. And one of you could get all five right. I guess I do. It have, can happen. I have fifteen, right, Phil? Uh, yes, you do. And oh, this that's... is this is going to take a little bit for Phil to keep up with scorekeeping. Um, so we'll, we'll have hey, to I'm... take our time. Yeah, you're excited now. You're kind of, kind of, kind this of. This is almost anybody's game. But is Corinne, we just have to get one in the right spot. Someone else, you know, <laughs> Randall. There's other players here who are closer to Corinne. Than well, you. they're all playing from their own perspective, and I'm playing from mine. <laughs> Is everybody ready? You have these ranked one through five. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Chester saying one whitetail, two wild turkey, three squirrel, four feral hog, five black bear. Brody saying the exact same thing. Mark saying one whitetail, two turkey, three hog, four squirrel, five black bear. Randall saying whitetail one. Turkey two, hog three, squirrel four, black bear five. Good eyes. Seth saying whitetail one, turkey two, squirrel three, black bear four, hog five. Me and Seth have the exact same answer. Corinne saying (laughs) turkey one, whitetail two, squirrel three, black bear four, hog five. Yanni saying whitetail one, turkey two, hog three, Squirrel four, black bear five. No, wait, this is not my personal <clears throat> feelings. Steve saying whitetail one, wild turkey two, squirrel three, black bear four, hog five. What kind is? Kind of is my personal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have a few of you who got it right on the nose. The correct ranking is one whitetail, two wild turkey, three squirrel. Four, black bear. Five, feral hog. 25 points right here. (laughs) Steve and Seth are going to do a clean sweep there. They've got 25 points. Corinne, who is in the lead, has three of them correct. She's got 15. Uh, Brody and Chester, well, you guys both got three each. They got 15. Marcus, how'd you do? Marcus got two of them right. Randall, how'd you do? Uh. Yeah. Two of them right. Yeah. <laughs> Phil, we know all that, like, how he's going to get out ahead. Well, I just <laughs> knew I didn't get it perfect, so I didn't count up. The... <laughs> Phil, when you're ready, okay. you can go ahead and tell us the score from worst to best. All right. Let's... Take your time, Phil. Uh, yeah, I'm doing this the old-fashioned way with pen and paper. Let's get it, see. Get it right, Phil. Uh, <laughs> in last place, Giannis Putellis. He with 20 points. Yanni does not know his fellow outdoorsman very well. Mm. Next up, we've got Randall Williams with 25 points. Neither does Randall. <laughs> uh, coming up next, Mark Kenyon has 30 points. Nice. God, I really jumped up in the ranking. <laughs> Steven Ranella has 35 points. Not, not far enough. <laughs> <laughs> Chester Floyd has 40 points. 
Brody Henderson has 44 points. And who do you think won between Seth and Corinne? That had to be Corinne, I hope it's Corinne or else this is a mean trick. (laughs) (laughs) Corinne wins with 54 points. Seth had 47. Well done, Corinne. Corinne, that's why she produces the number one hunting and fishing podcast in the world. She knows hunters and anglers that well. Good job, Corinne. Thanks. <laughs> Corinne, this is like your first trivia victory. It's my first real mm-hmm. victory because the last time I won, it was. Yeah. An they April gave you the Fool's answers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It was. How that still is like <laughs> in your head, sort of a win. <laughs> <laughs> There's an asterisk to that. Uh-huh. Liz in her head is like yeah. kind of a win. <laughs> How about this? Is this a real win, Steve, or is this kind of a win? Uh, that was a legit win. Oh, yeah. Oh, that surprises me. She knows outdoors. All men. through, not a fluke either, just all mm-hmm. through down the line. Yeah, Bang, well done, Corinne. Corinne, well, you Cor- get to choose. What do you Corinne, got, well, what do, I want to know how, you know, Corinne, how she feel how she mm. thinks that she did so well. Mm-hmm. Um, you mean like my my rationale or my reasoning? Yeah. Yeah, why do you know more about hunters and anglers than Steve and Yanni? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say that, but I don't know. It was just like an intuition. I wasn't for, for most of the, the answers. I was pretty certain. Hit me with the truck one. So she was only six points off. Yeah. Hit me you. with the truck one. Yeah. So what are for, people thinking? So I think that a lot more people, even if they have a nice truck already, potentially, um, wouldn't mind a second one for free for 50 grand as opposed to a boat. Like what's you know utility they'd use it more than using a boat yeah. what's the thing I you use take the emotional aspect out of that now i'm starting to think that my logic was convoluted and then I where i'll say that they'll it, like, never one third set it they'll get something they wouldn't normally have they would mm. they would get something that would be otherwise out of reach yeah yes yeah, i was thinking i'd get the truck and then sell my old one make some uh, money mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of my favorite things about Corinne is how she psychologizes like everybody she meets. Mm. Like, if I complain about something, she'd be like, well, it's obvious that person has like, just like a deep-seated <laughs> hatred for their father and their, <laughs> and their older brother had to step in while they were growing up. And you can really see it in their eyes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Corinne, you get to choose where the $500 donation from Meat Eater goes. Uh, What's it going to be? Um, let's make it the Rough Grouse Society mm. once more, because that's where I donated last time. I okay. didn't actually win. Nice and clean. Um, and we don't we don't donate to them as regularly. That's on a, a good reason. Show. So, what do we think of the meat pole concept? Would you play this again? You okay with that? I like it. I like that it gives people a chance who aren't Randall, Brody, eh. Steve. I'd have to know a little <laughs> more about the polling. Yeah, to maybe, really get comfortable. What, what what more would help you? What, yeah, what would... I, well, I would like to know if out of 50 meteor employees, is there one detail. that really believes in Bigfoot? If you said, like, if you were saying, yes. if you if you said sort of like randomly generated names from a list compiled in such and such way, right? I just get more comfortable with it than I would be if, I, I don't, I'm not really sure who you're talking about or how you selected them. Is there dad out there to, like, to know like roughly how many people intentionally lie or give the wrong answer on Well, there's 250 of them that Here's are being like. polled. So they can't, you know, one person um, trying to mess with the data can't do a very good job. If you had a national database mm-hmm. of, um, in some states you can just get it. If you had a database of, if you just said 
hunting and fishing, uh, hunting and or fishing license holders in America. Mm -hmm. And I surveyed 250 randomly generated (laughs) holders of valid hunting and or fishing licenses in America. I'd be Mm -hmm. more comfortable with the game. Mm. Why? Because I'd feel like it was uh, more randomized leading to a greater general representation. Steve didn't win, and and uh, I think I'd be more apt to play if you actually pulled people out of a Kenosha parking lot. Okay. Those <laughs> are my kind of people. We'll, we'll do that. Uh, we'll be at a Sears near you soon if you live in Kenosha. Join us next time for more Meat Eater Trivia, the only game show where conservation always wins. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without your essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. Man, I was just in Hawaii and I had my Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie with me. And here's the deal. We're in and out of the water all the time, getting in to go spearfishing, getting out, taking the kids to the beach. I'm not going to mess around all day putting sunscreen on then having to get washed off. I just run a hoodie. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Sport Dog is the most recognized brand in the hunting dog training industry. The Sport Dog promise to consumers is simple. Gear the way you'd design it. Every product Sport Dog builds is meticulously designed and rigorously tested in the field ensuring it withstands the toughest conditions you and your dog may encounter. I've used that sport dog collar in different temperatures. It just doesn't stop working. Get 20% off your first purchase using code MEATEATER. So go to www.sportdog.com slash MEATEATER to learn more.